All right. Well, good morning, church. Merry Christmas. It is December 6th, and we are uh, incredibly excited to launch this uh, brand new series that you just saw there, Recapturing uh, Christmas. And I want to give kind of a, uh, an overall statement to you to help you understand where we're going with this. You know, we have uh, a, a time in our lives where it seems like virtually everything either has changed or is changing, right? Uh, from how we do grocery shopping to uh, how we interact with family around the holidays, online school, the economy, jobs, working at home, uh, not staying in your pajamas for several days in a row just because you can. So much has changed that we thought that we would put a series together that talks about this idea of recapturing the awe of the Christmas story, uh, the story that has never changed, nor will it ever change. And so we're, we're super excited. We're going to be focused on a word or two, a word or two each week uh, moving towards uh, Christmas Eve. And so let's jump into it this morning. Today's focus is the moment. And so if you're taking notes either in your Bible or you have a notebook uh, and you like to take notes uh, during Sunday mornings, we invite you to write down the word, the moment. Um, <clears throat> We're going to be in Galatians chapter 4, and so if you have your Bibles, please open up to the book of Galatians. Uh, most of you are at home. Pause and run and grab your Bible or turn on your phone or your tablet uh, and open up to Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. And here is what the scriptures say. When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, short, sweet, and perfect for us kicking off uh, and launching our efforts to recapture being in awe of Christmas. Exactly one minute has just passed. One minute. Isn't that amazing? 60 seconds. It's amazing how long one minute seems when you're sitting in silence. But how incredibly short one minute feels when you're doing something that you enjoy, right? 
Did you know, hopefully this is not a bearer of bad news, hopefully this is a a deliverer of good news, but did you know that uh, officially this morning there are 19 days until Christmas? 19 days. That means that there are approximately 456 hours until we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. That translates into approximately 27,360 minutes to get everything done that you need to get done. All the presents that need to be wrapped, all the planning, uh, all the decorating outside, all of that has to be done. Uh, And now there are only 27,359 minutes. And the time keeps ticking. Every minute, we're going to take off of that total amount. And as we begin our Christmas celebration, I want us to recognize not only the significance of the moment, because that is crucial, but also the strategic nature of the moment. Both are equally important, to to understand the moment itself, but then to understand the strategy behind the moment. And I wonder, have you ever stopped to consider how important timing is to our world? For instance, you don't plant tomatoes in November. Uh, Mimi would have a field day with you and tell you why that's a horrible idea. We don't do that. Uh, We don't paint the outside of our house in January. Uh, That's not a good idea for a lot of different reasons. We don't go swimming at an outdoor swimming pool in the month of February. At least not here in Colorado we don't. Maybe if if you're tuning in somewhere around the world and it's beautiful, we don't want to hear about it because it's cold here. We don't do that in February. Why not? Because it's not the right time. There is a time for that, but now is not the right time. I, I think we would all agree that December probably isn't the best time to start a brand new diet, right? It's just, uh, there's a time for that. December's probably not the perfect time. What about sports? Well, uh, if a quarterback and a receiver are not on the right timing, things could go awry. Uh, you remember last Sunday, the Broncos uh, did not have a quarterback on their roster. In fact, the night before, they were checking with the league to see if one of their coaches could play quarterback because he understood the timing and the league said no, and we all saw what happened with that. Timing is so important. This, this space shuttle or, or any kind of space launch, if you're off in just a millisecond, that could have disastrous consequences for the launch of that piece of machinery. If you've ever missed a flight, uh, Grant Hansen travels all the time. I'd be willing to bet right here, right now, we're not supposed to gamble, but I'm going to say right here, right now, Grant Hansen has missed a flight at some point in his life. And you know this, if you show up, especially post 9-11, if you show up and, and, a, and a, a minute ago they shut the doors to your plane, there isn't anything, no matter who you are, well, maybe, so, maybe some of you could pull some strings, but most of us, no matter who we are, no matter what we say, no matter what we offer, we are not getting those doors open to the plane 
if you've ever been delayed at work and you're frustrated, but then you find out on, on the path that you normally drive, there was a severe accident and you wonder, could it have been the moment me having to stay late for work saved my life? Maybe a little bit more personal, if you're, if you're a parent, uh, well, put it this way, if you're a parent at all, you understand this, but if you're a parent right now and you have a preschooler, you know if you turn your back for just a moment, World War III could begin or your house could be burned down. The moment matters. And so the question that we have is, does one moment, does one moment in time make the difference? Well, I think all you need to do is ask those who narrowly escaped the minute before the World Trade Towers collapsed, and they will tell you the moment matters. One moment, one 60-second interval of time placed in just the right location at just the right circumstances can make all the difference in the world. Our theme this year, as we said, is, is recapturing Christmas and its wonder. Because we can run the risk, especially for those of us who have grown up in the church and been a part of the church for many, many, many years, is we can run into the routine of December 1st. We can run into the routine of same old, same old, that we've, we've heard the stories before, we've, we've seen the Christmas pageants, we've seen the kids uh, uh, sing their songs and cry on stage, we've, we've done Christmas. But in a world where everything is changing, it's, it's hard not to get wrapped up in that. It's hard not to get wrapped up in careers changing and economy changing and housing changing and, and how we do life. How do we factor in COVID and, and online school? When everything is changing in our world, we miss the never-changing miracle of Christmas. And this Christmas... This COVID year of 2020, when everyone wants to just scream and yell and throw something at the year 2020, and I'm not altogether uh, opposed to that, but I will say this, that we might miss something if we don't recapture the awe and the wonder Galatians 4.4, let's go back to that. This is an incredible verse. When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Rock Creek, did you hear that? God's word says, when the time came, when the right time came, when the completion of the time came, at just the right time, God sent his son. And that represents the miracle of the moment. It's the miracle that still feeds you and I today. So our first step in recapturing Christmas is to remember that he came at the right moment. He wasn't late to the party. His plans weren't screwed up. Everything didn't collapse. He came at just the right moment. One of my 
favorite Christmas movies, and I don't get to watch it very often because my family uh, isn't super into some of the old movies. As I get older, I just like the, the peace and the quiet and the subtleness of older movies uh, because they just don't have all the moving pieces and computer graphic images, etc. So one of my favorite movies is Miracle on 34th Street. Any any fans? Two of you, awesome. Uh, it's a wonderful, magical tale about an old man named Chris Kringle who believes that he's Santa Claus. I won't spoil the movie if you've never seen this. Watch the old version, not, not the newer version. He believes he's Santa Claus, and he wants other people to believe in him as well. Now, there are some important parallels with the Christmas story and Kris Kringle in the miracle on 34th Street. And I don't want you to miss these parallels. One scene from the movie is where Chris is trying to instruct the department store Santa prior to the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and he's trying to give him insights and direction on how to pull this off. And if you've seen the movie, it wasn't just by coincidence, it wasn't just by chance that Chris Kringle was there for the parade on that specific day. And the scene represents the miracle of the moment, at just the right time, Chris Kringle shows up on stage and he rescues not only the parade, but it gets better than that. He rescues the jobs of Miss Walker and countless other individuals at just the right moment. But Miss Walker, when you watch the movie, you'll find Miss Walker failed to realize the miracle. It went right over her head. She failed to realize the significance of hiring this Kris Kringle to be the department store Santa at just the right moment. And the Bible says, when the time came to completion, in other words, when the plan was ready, God sent His Son. And the reality is, most people then, and quite a few of us today, we too miss the moment. Most people did not recognize the significance of Christ's birth. They failed to see the awe and the wonder and the miracle of a young lady in a stable somewhere delivering her first child in Bethlehem. But at just the right time in history, the Bible says, Jesus was born. At just the right moment. The coming of Christ in the world was not a matter of coincidence or by chance. His coming was part of God's divine plan established before the foundations of the world. Author Warren Wearsby writes in his book, Be Free, here's what he says. Historians tell us that the Roman world was in great expectation, waiting for a deliverer at the time that Jesus was born. The old religions were dying. The old philosophies were empty and powerless to change men's lives. 
strange new mystery religions were invading the empire. Religious bankruptcy and spiritual hunger was everywhere. God was preparing the world for the arrival of His Son. You know, we tend to think of the Christmas story and and we, we don't necessarily piece it all together as one perfect plan. Some of you are old enough to remember the A-team, not the new A-team, but the old A-team like Baracus, gold chain Baracus. And when at the end of the TV show of this gang that would have these adventures and and missions, the A-team would say, I love it when a plan comes together. You can almost picture God in heaven saying, I love it when a plan comes together. Not by chance, not by circumstances, but when a perfect plan in perfect timing with a perfect Lord comes at just the right time. Uh, an example of timing is personal for Sandy and I. Uh, most all of you know us, you know our family, you know our history of, of, of the children that we have, Naomi, Luke, Seth, and Max. Uh, Naomi and Max are biologically uh, born, and Luke and Seth are adopted. And, and I can vividly remember having breakfast with Luke and Seth's birth mother. She was large and in charge and ready to pop. And we sat down and had breakfast with her, kind of a, an interesting interview, if you would. Um, uh, casual on one hand and then the most critical on the other hand. And I can remember her with, with tears in her eyes and, and blankets that she had for the boys looking at Sandy and I and saying, would you be my boy's parents? And the moment is frozen in time for me because I knew my world was about to change in a lot of ways. (laughs) But it was about to change, and the boys were born three weeks later. We went from Naomi to chaos, (laughs) in just a matter of moments. But it was the most beautiful thing as Sandy was in the operating room and I was outside and, and I couldn't be in. And for some reason, the hospital had really, really tall windows on their doors. And so I couldn't see. I had to go on my tippy toes and jump every now and then to try and see in the room. And, and before I knew it, uh, Sandy was holding Luke. The timing of the moment is so perfect that God had been preparing Sandy and I and Naomi for the arrival of these twins, and they're now 13. You see, from a historical perspective, the Roman Empire had assisted in preparing the way for the King of Kings to visit earth. The Roman Empire didn't know that they were doing this, but everything was perfect for the birth of Jesus. The Romans had constructed roads that connected the city 
from one end to the other and across the way. It was perfect. It made traveling easier. All of the roads led to Rome. The world was at peace under Roman rule, relative peace to what was known throughout the world. Roman laws protected the citizens and Roman soldiers protected and guarded that peace. And thanks to both the Roman and the Greek conquests that that went all throughout the world, Latin and Greek were the known language throughout the region, so it made communication significantly easier. The Old Testament prophecies had come to conclusion. They They had come to fruition. It was happening. The time was now. And at just the right time, God sent His Son. And that's remarkable. But there's more. You see, not only did Jesus come at just the right moment, God provides at just the right moment. Don't miss this. I beg you not to miss this. Whatever you're doing, if there's chaos going on in your family room, pause it because you don't want to miss this. God provides at just the right moment. Many of you know this. Lots of people will be content to just go through the motions, especially during Christmas. At worst, at worst case scenario, they will endure the busy activities and the parties of the season without even coming close to experiencing the miracle of Christmas. Or at its best, they will carve out a small amount of time on Christmas Eve, and we hope you do, to reflect on the season and quickly get back to their lives. But some of you, some of you this Christmas season, you need a miracle. Life has dealt you such a hand that you're not just looking for a moment, you're looking for a miracle. And the good news is that God comes to us at just the right time, and He provides exactly what we need for that moment. Listen to the promises from God's Word to see His character reflected in these actions. We begin in Psalm chapter 145, verse 15. It says this, all eyes look to you. Not just those who believe in you. The Bible says, all eyes look to you, and you will give them food at the proper time. Psalm 104, verse 27, all of them wait for you to give them their food at just the right time. Listen, you heard about, you, you've read about, you've heard Alex and I talk about this initiative that we're pushing all month long in the month of December, the before me, this idea that the other matters in a very intimate way. And by you donating to our fund that we're putting together to help our family in Juarez, you are the hands and feet of Jesus providing food according to Psalm 145 and 104 at just the right time so that a few more people will not starve to death because you gave. That that God is providing masks to women and children and, and those who are elderly and those who are handicapped. He is providing masks 
and hand sanitizer through you at just the right moment. You see, sometimes we can just think of that this is the God of the old, this is the God of the Scriptures, and we couldn't be farther from the truth. This is the God of your life, that He is working and providing through you. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 14 says, I will provide rain for your land in the proper time. Wasn't too long ago we had these fires and what happened at just the right moment? We got a snowstorm. Scriptures go on to say the autumn and the spring rains and you will harvest your grain, new wine and oil. Some of you watching right now, you need to hear exactly what I am about to say. So please not just listen, but lean in and hear this truth from, from the gates of heaven and from the mouth of Jesus himself. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you are going through. He knows. He understands. He cares. And He's still in charge. He's still sovereign. He's still holy. He knows it's hard right now. He knows you're scared. He knows you're looking for, for how is this all going to end. And he cares about that. This is the Christmas story. This is why we recapture standing in awe of its elements. Because they didn't just happen in Bethlehem in a stable. They happen today in your life and in mine. Tomorrow when you go to work and, and when you go home with your kids. Today, God is at work and he knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what you need. And at just the right time, he will come to you and he will provide exactly what you need at that moment. The scriptures show repeatedly that his timing is perfect. And he's worthy not only to be praised, yes, for sure, but he's worthy to be trusted. You can trust him. And God not only came at just the right time, he continues to come at just the right time. Exactly what we need, he enters into that. He is there. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 says this, For while we were still helpless... At the appointed moment, God, through Christ, died for the ungodly. That should cause you a hearty amen. <laughs> the, the fact that God came through a baby to be born of a virgin, live life that's perfect, and die on the cross for the ungodly. Notice it doesn't say that he came and died for those who went to church every day and, and cleaned up their language and, and made sure they walked the walk and they were perfect and raised perfect families and perfect kids and, and never had arguments, never had struggle, never had financial issues. No, it said he came for the ungodly. 
And the Bible makes it explicitly clear, that's you and that's me. He came for you. And and my prayer this Christmas season is that you're able to make a little bit of a personal connection with the Christmas story. That yes, it's one to be declared to the multitudes, but it's also one to be declared just to you. He came for you. When do you need a miracle? When you're out of options. When you have nowhere else to turn. When you've tried to to pursue and find that peace and you just can't quite find it, where do you turn? You turn to the one who's the only one that can perform a miracle in your world. And then, when you realize that, it's then that you're in the perfect position for a miracle from God. You see, He has promised to come at just the right time and provide exactly what you need when we're utterly hopeless. When we're utterly helpless, when we don't know how things are going to play out, we have one who we can trust, and his name is Jesus. Choose hope, my friends. Don't choose fear. Don't choose a spirit of of being defeated. Choose hope. So God comes at just the right moment. He provides at just the right moment. And it gets even better because God says, now is the right moment. Here's where we get very, very practical. Because I want to say to every single one of you that are watching, for the few of you tech people that are here, but for the multitudes that are watching online, God says, now is the right moment. It seems like we're always waiting for just the right moment to do something. Uh, You've got a drippy faucet at home. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble right now. So uh, if it applies to you, great. Picture it, just the Lord prompting you. But uh, maybe you've ignored a leaky faucet at home or, or you're like, man, we should be painting those baseboards. They're scuffed up. Ah, they can wait a few more years. Or, or uh, a water stain or uh, a noise from the washing machine or, or you started painting your kitchen ceiling like me roughly three years ago and it's not done yet. I, I'm waiting for just the right time to do something. And it seems like we do that. We're always kind of waiting for just the right moment to go and do something. We're waiting for just the right time to commit our lives completely to Jesus Christ. I I remember thinking as a kid in junior high and high school, I'm like, man, when I'm an adult, I'm going to really dedicate my life to Christ. And I kind of put that off because it wasn't the right moment. Maybe you've been waiting for just the right moment to commit your life, not only to God, but then to commit your presence to a given church. Maybe you're waiting for just the right moment to commit to a closer walk with Jesus. 
Maybe you've been waiting for just the right moment to give up that bad habit. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says this, I heard you in an acceptable time, and I helped you in the day of salvation. Look. In the Greek, uh, this idea, this word that is used, look, is, is an emphatic word. It's, it's like it's being shouted, uh, you know, almost uh, when you really need to get your kids' attention because they're either being belligerent or, or about to hurt themselves, and you want to get their attention to look at my eyes when I'm speaking to you. That's this connotation here. It's look. Now, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Look. And I wonder, what does God need to do to get your attention this Christmas season? What does God need to do to help you recapture standing in wonder of the story? That it's not just some ancient story of old handed down from generation, that it's actually a very personal, loving, grace-filled message for you. And I feel like God is saying, look, look, now, now is the time. Now is the time to make that commitment or that recommitment to Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Now is the time, friends, to make the commitment or the recommitment to Jesus Christ. Now is the time to say, I'm not going to try and fill those voids with anything else. I'm going to fill it with Jesus. And it's as if he's saying, don't delay in this. Don't pause. Don't go do something else. There's nothing that is more important for you to do in your life today than to commit to walking with Jesus. And maybe, just maybe, you have put that off for a long time. Maybe you've sowed your oats. Maybe you've, you've squandered. Maybe you've lived rowdy and it's time to come back. Maybe, just maybe, you never have. You've heard about Jesus, but you've never committed yourself to walking with him and being saved. And I'm going to give you that opportunity this morning. Maybe now is the time that God is calling you to join a church. Maybe now is the time that God is saying, take that leadership position that's being offered to you. I'm in that. Maybe now is the time to recommit to your marriage and to your family. It doesn't matter if you've kind of slacked off in that. The moment is now. The moment is now for you to make a decision. Maybe now is the time to quit that bad habit. Maybe now is the time to, to change jobs or, or to go pursue a new career. Uh, yes, it can be scary. But maybe now is the time. and Maybe now is the time to recommit your work to the kingdom of God. Maybe now is the time to draw close to the Lord and allow yourself to be recaptured with the wonder of Christmas. 
This, this is our hope for this Christmas season. That, that you're able to pause enough in time to realize what's staring you in the face. Hope. The other day, this was pre-closure number whatever, <laughs> when restaurants were still open. Sandy and I went to Outback. We had a gift card and we went to Outback. And Sandy is stunningly beautiful. And as she sat across the dinner table from me, I gazed at my filet mignon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I gazed at my bride. And because I wasn't working and doing dishes and and cleaning up banana peels off the ceiling and doing laundry and walking the dogs because the moment had paused, I was gifted a new moment. And I gazed into Sandy's eyes and I was recaptured by her beauty. And not just her external beauty, the beauty within, her compassion her love for Jesus, her willingness to put the other first, her love for our kids, her never-ending commitment to me. I was recaptured by that. And I realized it's been there all along, but I needed a moment to realize it. And I hope, I pray, that this Christmas season allows you to recapture the wonder of Christmas. Right now might be one of those moments. And so if you have never, if you've never really given your life to Jesus, if you've never really taken him up on his offer of forgiveness and grace and mercy, if you've never had a, a day, uh, December 6th, that you can throw a, a marker in the ground and say, it was that day that my life began to change, I want to give you that opportunity. On one hand, it's very simple. And on the other hand, it's the most significant thing you could ever do. It's not necessarily about a prayer. It's certainly not uh, relegated to certain words that you put in the right order. It's the condition of your heart. It's the desires of your heart. It's the recognition that you are a sinner and that the only way to be forgiven of those sins is by a great Savior. And then it's just a matter of embracing that forgiveness. And then acknowledging that from this point forward, I'm going to walk in life differently. I'm going to make my pursuits and my joys the things that God pursues and that He has joy in. And the things that hurt His heart or that are against His kingdom, I am going to begin the process of giving those things up. And I'm going to walk with Jesus. Because He loves you. And he came at just the right moment for you. And maybe, just maybe, right now as you're watching, this is the moment.
And so I'm going to ask that you would just bow your head and pray with me. If you're with other people and you don't want to get weirded out, uh, then you can just pray silently to yourself. If you're alone, then pray it out loud. Embrace what God has for you. But this is the most important decision you could ever make. So please pray with me. Dear Jesus, I want to thank you for coming to earth as a baby. For living a life of perfection and dying on the cross. And in doing so, you lived the life I should have led and you died the death I should have died. All to forgive me. And so this morning, I want to say to you, I receive that forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. Please forgive me for my heart of stone. I want to walk with you. I want to be sure of my eternal destiny with you in heaven. I want to walk with Jesus. So please come into my heart and be my Lord, be my King, and help me to follow you all the days of my life. For I am no longer mine, but I live for you starting today. And if you are watching online and I don't know, maybe you've just walked away or, or maybe you've become way too casual with faith, maybe you've just kind of let your, your faith slide to the side and not really focused on Him anymore. And, and this morning, you want to make the month of December the best month of your walk with Jesus ever. I, I want to give you the opportunity to just recommit that, to hit the restart button. You don't need to wait for January 1st. Right now, right here, in this moment, let's do that. Let's recommit our life to Jesus and feel the embrace of the Father's arms. So would you pray with me? God, uh, I have walked away. I've been lazy. I've dropped my guard uh, to Alex's sermon a few weeks ago. I've allowed sin to enter, and I'm done with that. I, I want to recommit and begin to follow you once again. And so I know that your arms are open wide, and I run into those, and I feel your warm embrace. I feel your strength. I feel your protection. I feel your provisions. Please help me not to wander, but to stay very close to you this Christmas season. And help me to be recaptured once again by the truth of the Christmas story. And I want to speak to, if you were in one of those two camps, you either committed for the first time or you recommitted, today is a new day. If you are here and you say, Pastor Brian, I'm not quite there yet, I want to say to you, take courage. Keep leaning in, keep pursuing, keep asking questions. You're welcome here. And God will be patient to walk beside you. Would you stand and let's worship and allow these truths to ruminate through our song. Praise the Lord.